Chapter 8, Part 3 of Glimpses of Unfamiliar Japan, First Series by Lafcadio Hearn. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 8, Kitsuki, the Most Ancient Shrine of Japan. Section 11. The priest Sasa also tells me this. When Naomasu, grandson of the great Ieyasu, and first daimyo of that mighty Matsudaira family who ruled Izumo for 250 years came to this province, he paid a visit to the temple of Kitsuki and demanded that the miya of the shrine within the shrine should be opened that he might look upon the sacred objects, upon the shintai or body of the deity. And this being an impious desire both of the kokuzo. Note from a remote period there have been two kokuzo in theory although but one incumbent two branches of the same family claim ancestral right to the office the rival houses of senke and kitajima the government has decided always in favor of the former but the head of the kitajima family has usually been appointed vice kokuzo a kitajima today holds the lesser office the term kokuzo is not, correctly speaking, a spiritual, but rather a temporal title. The kokuzo has always been the emperor's deputy to Kitsuki, the person appointed to worship the deity in the emperor's stead. But the real spiritual title of such a deputy is that still borne by the present guji, Mitsuye Shiro. End of note. Unitedly protested against it but despite their remonstrances and their pleadings he persisted angrily in his demand so that the priests found themselves compelled to open the shrine and the miya being opened naomasu saw within it a great awabi note haliotis tuberculata or sea ear the curious shell is pierced with a row of holes which vary in number with the age and size of the animal it shields. End of note. Of nine holes, so large that it concealed everything behind it, and when he drew still nearer to look, suddenly the awabi changed itself into a huge serpent more than fifty feet in length. Note. Literally, ten hiro or Japanese fathoms. End of note. And it massed its black coils before the opening of the shrine, and hissed like the sound of raging fire, and looked so terrible that Naomasu and those with him fled away having been able to see naught else. And ever thereafter, Naomasu feared and reverenced the god. Section 12 the guji then calls my attention to the quaint relics lying upon the long low bench between us which is covered with white silk a metal mirror found in preparing the foundation of the temple when rebuilt many hundred years ago magatama jewels of onyx and jasper a chinese flute made of jade a few superb swords the gifts of shoguns and emperors helmets of splendid antique workmanship and a bundle of enormous arrows with double-pointed heads of brass, fork-shaped and keenly edged. 
after i have looked at these relics and learned something of their history the guji rises and says to me now we will show you the ancient fire drill of kitsuki with which the sacred fire is kindled descending the steps we pass again before the high den and enter a spacious edifice on one side of the court of nearly equal size with the hall of prayer here i am agreeably surprised to find a long handsome mahogany table at one end of the main apartment into which we are ushered and mahogany chairs placed all about it for the reception of guests i am motioned to one chair my interpreter to another and the guji and his priests take their seats also at the table then an attendant sets before me a handsome bronze stand about three feet long on which rests an oblong something carefully wrapped in snow-white cloths the guji removes the wrappings and i behold the most primitive form of fire drill known to exist in the orient note the fire drill used at the shinto temples of ise is far more complicated in construction and certainly represents a much more advanced stage of mechanical knowledge than the kitsuki fire drill indicates End of note. it is simply a very thick piece of solid white plank about two and a half feet long with a line of holes drilled along its upper edge so that the upper part of each hole breaks through the sides of the plank the sticks which produce the fire when fixed in the holes and rapidly rubbed between the palms of the hands are made of a lighter kind of white wood they are about two feet long and as thick as a common lead pencil while i am yet examining this curious simple utensil the invention of which tradition ascribes to the gods and modern science to the earliest childhood of the human race a priest places upon the table a light large wooden box about three feet long eighteen inches wide and four inches high at the sides but higher in the middle as the top is arched like the shell of a tortoise this object is made of the same hinoki wood as the drill and two long slender sticks are laid beside it i at first suppose it to be another fire drill but no human being could guess what it really is it is called the kotoita and is one of the most primitive of musical instruments the little sticks are used to strike it at a sign from the guji two priests place the box upon the floor seat themselves on either side of it and taking up the little sticks begin to strike the lid with them alternately and slowly at the same time uttering a most singular and monotonous chant one intones only the sounds ang ang and the other responds ong ong the kotoita gives out a sharp dead hollow sound as the sticks fall upon it in time to each utterance of ang ang ong ong note during a subsequent visit to kitsuki i learned that the kotoita is used only as a sort of primitive tuning instrument it gives the right tone for the true chant which i did not hear during my first visit the true chant an ancient shinto hymn is always preceded by the performance above described End of note. section thirteen 
These things I learn. Each year the temple receives a new fire drill, but the fire drill is never made in Kitsuki, but in Kumano, where the traditional regulations as to the manner of making it have been preserved from the time of the gods, for the first Kokuzo of Izumo, on becoming pontiff, received the fire drill for the great temple from the hands of the deity who was a younger brother of the sun goddess, and is now enshrined at Kumano. And from his time, the fire drills for the Ooyashiro of Kitsuki have been made only at Kumano. Until very recent times, the ceremony of delivering the new fire drill to the Guji of Kitsuki always took place at the great temple of Oba, on the occasion of the festival called Unohi Matsuri. This ancient festival, which used to be held in the 11th month, became obsolete after the revolution everywhere except at Oba in Izumo, where Izanami no Kami, the mother of gods and men, is enshrined. Once a year on this festival, the Kokuzo always went to Oba, taking with him a gift of double rice cakes. At Oba, he was met by a personage called Kamedayu, who brought the fire drill from Kumano and delivered it to the priests at Oba. According to tradition, the Kamedayu had to act a somewhat ludicrous role, so that no Shinto priest ever cared to perform the part, and a man was hired for it. The duty of the Kamedayu was to find fault with the gift presented to the temple by the Kokuzo, and in this district of Japan, there is still a proverbial saying about one who is prone to find fault without reason. He is like the Kamedayu. The Kamedayu would inspect the rice cakes and begin to criticize them. They are much smaller this year, he would observe, than they were last year. The priests would reply, Oh, you are honorably mistaken. They are, in truth, very much larger. The color is not so white this year as it was last year, and the rice flour is not finely ground. For all these imaginary faults of the mochi, the priests would offer elaborate explanations or apologies. At the conclusion of the ceremony, the sakaki branches used in it were eagerly bid for, and sold at high prices, being believed to possess talismanic virtues. Section 14 It nearly always happened that there was a great storm either on the day the Kokuzo went to Oba or upon the day he returned therefrom. The journey had to be made during what is in Izumo, the most stormy season, December by the new calendar. But in popular belief, these storms were in some tremendous way connected with the divine personality of the Kokuzo, whose attributes would thus appear to present some curious analogy with those of the dragon god. Be that as it may, the great periodical storms of the season are still in this province called Kokuzo Are. Note. The Tempest of the Kokuzo. End of note. It is still in the custom in Izumo to say merrily to the guest who arrives or departs in a time of tempest, Why, you are like the Kokuzo. Section 15. The Guji waves his hand, and from the farther end of the huge apartment there comes a sudden burst of strange music, 
a sound of drums and bamboo flutes, and turning to look, I see the musicians, three men seated upon the matting, and a young girl with them. At another sign from the guji, the girl rises. She is barefooted and robed in snowy white, a virgin priestess. But below the hem of the white robe, I see the gleam of hakama of crimson silk. She advances to a little table in the middle of the apartment, upon which a queer instrument is lying, shaped somewhat like a branch with twigs bent downward, from each of which hangs a little bell. Taking this curious object in both hands, she begins a sacred dance, unlike anything I ever saw before. Her every movement is a poem, because she is very graceful, and yet her performance could scarcely be called a dance, as we understand the word. It is rather a light, swift walk within a circle, during which she shakes the instrument at regular intervals, making all the little bells ring. Her face remains impassive as a beautiful mask, placid and sweet as the face of a dreaming Kwanon, and her white feet are pure of line as the feet of a marble nymph. Altogether with her snowy raiment and white flesh and passionless face, she seems rather a beautiful living statue than a Japanese maiden, and all the while the weird flutes sob and shrill, and the muttering of the drums is like an incantation. What I have seen is called the Dance of the Miko, the Divineress. Section 16 Then we visit the other edifices belonging to the temple, the storehouse, the library, the hall of assembly, a massive structure two stories high, where may be seen the portraits of the 36 great poets painted by Tosano Mitsuoki more than a thousand years ago, and still in an excellent state of preservation. Here we are also shown a curious magazine, published monthly by the temple, a record of Shinto news, and a medium for the discussion of questions relating to the archaic texts. After we have seen all the curiosities of the temple, the Guji invites us to his private residence near the temple to show us other treasures, letters of Yoritomo, of Hideyoshi, of Ieyasu, documents in the handwriting of the ancient emperors and the great shoguns, hundreds of which precious manuscripts he keeps in a cedar chest. In case of fire, the immediate removal of this chest to a place of safety would be the first duty of the servants of the household. Within his own house, the guji, attired in ordinary Japanese full dress only, appears no less dignified as a private gentleman than he first seemed, as pontiff in his voluminous snowy robe. But no host could be more kindly, or more courteous, or more generous. I am also much impressed by the fine appearance of his suite of young priests now dressed like himself in the national costume, by the handsome, aquiline, aristocratic faces, totally different from those of ordinary Japanese, faces suggesting the soldier rather than the priest. One young man has a superb pair of thick black moustaches, which is something rarely to be seen in Japan. At parting, our kind host presents me with the ofuda, or sacred charms given to pilgrims, two pretty images of the chief deities of Kitsuki, and a number of documents relating to the history of the temple 
and of its treasures. Section 17 Having taken our leave of the kind Guji and his suite, we are guided to Inasa no Hama, a little sea bay at the rear of the town by the priest Sasa, and another Kanushi. This priest Sasa is a skilled poet and a man of deep learning in Shinto history and the archaic texts of the sacred books. He relates to us many curious legends as we stroll along the shore. This shore, now a popular bathing resort, bordered with airy little inns and pretty tea houses, is called Inasa because of a Shinto tradition that here the god Ohokuni Nushi no Kami, the master of the great land, was first asked to resign his dominion over the land of Izumo in favor of Masaka Akatsukachi Hayabi Ame no Oshiho Mimi no Mikoto the word inasa signifying will you consent or not note that is according to motoori the commentator or more briefly no or yes this is according to professor chamberlain a mere fanciful etymology but it is accepted by shinto faith and for that reason only is here given end of note in the thirty-second section of the first volume of the Kojiki, the legend is written. I cite a part thereof. The two deities, Toribune no Kami and Takemika Tsuchi no Wo no Kami, descending to the little shore of Inasa in the land of Izumo, drew their swords ten handbreadths long and stuck them upside down on the crest of a wave and seated themselves cross-legged upon the points of the swords and asked the deity master of the great land saying the heaven shining great august deity and the high integrating deity have charged us and sent us to ask saying we have deigned to charge our august child with thy dominion as the land which he should govern so how is thy heart he replied saying i am unable to say my son yaekoto shironushi no kami will be the one to tell you so they asked the deity again saying thy son kotoshironushi no kami has now spoken thus hast thou other sons who should speak he spoke again saying there is my other son takemi nagata no kami while he was thus speaking the deity takemi nagata no kami came up from the sea bearing on the tips of his fingers a rock which it would take a thousand men to lift and said i should like to have a trial of strength here close to the beach stands a little mia called inasa no kami no yashiro or the temple of the god of inasa and therein takemika zuchi no kami who conquered in the trial of strength is enshrined and near the shore the great rock which takemi no gata no kami lifted upon the tips of his fingers may be seen rising from the water and it is called chiki noiha we invite the priest to dine with us at one of the little inns facing the breezy sea and there we talk about many things but particularly about kizuki and the kokuzo section eighteen only a generation ago the religious power of the kokuzo extended over the whole of the province of the gods 
he was in fact as well as in name the spiritual governor of izumo his jurisdiction does not now extend beyond the limits of kitsuki and his correct title is no longer kokuzo but guji note the title of kokuzo indeed still exists but it is now merely honorary having no official duties connected with it it is actually borne by baron senke the father of senke takanori residing in the capital the active religious duties of the mitsuya shiro now devolve upon the guji End of note. yet to the simple-hearted people of remoter districts he is still a divine or semi-divine being and is mentioned by his ancient title the inheritance of his race from the epoch of the gods how profound a reverence was paid to him in former ages can scarcely be imagined by any who have not long lived among the country folk of izumo outside of japan perhaps no human being except the dalai lama of tibet was so humbly venerated and so religiously beloved within japan itself only the son of heaven the tenshi sama standing as mediator between his people and the sun received like homage but the worshipful reverence paid to the mikado was paid to a dream rather than to a person to a name rather than to a reality for the tenshi sama was ever invisible as a deity divinely retired and in popular belief no man could look upon his face and live Note. as late as eighteen ninety i was told by a foreign resident who had travelled much in the interior of the country that in certain districts many old people may be met with who still believe that to see the face of the emperor is to become a buddha that is to die End of note. invisibility and mystery vastly enhanced the divine legend of the mikado but the kokuzo within his own province though visible to the multitude and often journeying among the people received almost equal devotion so that his material power though rarely if ever exercised was scarcely less than that of the daimyo of izumo himself it was indeed large enough to render him a person with whom the shogunate would have deemed it wise policy to remain upon good terms an ancestor of the present guji even defied the great taiko hideyoshi refusing to obey his command to furnish troops with the haughty answer that he would receive no order from a man of common birth note hideyoshi as is well known was not of princely extraction End of note this defiance caused the family the loss of a large part of its estates by confiscation but the real power of the kokuzo remained unchanged until the period of the new civilization out of many hundreds of stories of a similar nature two little traditions may be cited as illustrations of the reverence in which the kokuzo was formerly held it is related that there was a man who believing himself to have become rich by favour of the daikoku of kitsuki desired to express his gratitude by a gift of robes to the kokuzo the kokuzo courteously declined the proffer but the pious worshipper persisted in his purpose and ordered a tailor to make the robes 
the tailor having made them demanded a price that almost took his patron's breath away being asked to give his reason for demanding such a price he made answer having made robes for the kokuzo i cannot hereafter make garments for any other person therefore i must have money enough to support me for the rest of my life the second story dates back to about one hundred and seventy years ago among the samurai of the matsue clan in the time of nobukori fifth daimyo of the matsudaira family there was one sugihara kitoji who was stationed in some military capacity at kidski he was a great favorite with the kokuzo and often used to play at chess with him during a game one evening this officer suddenly became as one paralyzed unable to move or speak for a moment all was anxiety and confusion but the kokuzo said i know the cause my friend was smoking and although smoking disagrees with me i did not wish to spoil his pleasure by telling him so but the kami seeing that i felt ill became angry with him now i shall make him well whereupon the kokuzo uttered some magical word and the officer was immediately as well as before section nineteen once more we are journeying through the silence of this holy land of mists and of legends wending our way between green leagues of ripening rice white sprinkled with arrows of prayer between the far processions of blue and verdant peaks whose names are the names of gods we have left kitski far behind but as in a dream i still see the mighty avenue the long succession of torii with their colossal shimenawa the majestic face of the guji the kindly smile of the priest sasa and the girl priestess in her snowy robes dancing her beautiful ghostly dance it seems to me that i can still hear the sound of the clapping of hands like the crashing of a torrent i cannot suppress some slight exultation at the thought that i have been allowed to see what no other foreigner has been privileged to see the interior of japan's most ancient shrine and those sacred utensils and quaint rites of primitive worship so well worthy the study of the anthropologist and the evolutionist but to have seen kidzuki as i saw it is also to have seen something much more than a single wonderful temple to see kidzuki is to see the living centre of shinto and to feel the life pulse of the ancient faith throbbing as mightily in this nineteenth century as ever in that unknown past whereof the kojiki itself though written in a tongue no longer spoken is but a modern record note the kojiki dates back as a written work only to a d seven hundred twenty two but its legends and records are known to have existed in the form of oral literature from a much more ancient time End of note. buddhism changing form or slowly decaying through the centuries might seem doomed to pass away at last from this japan to which it came only as an alien faith but shinto unchanging and vitally unchanged still remains all dominant in the land of its birth and only seems to gain in power and dignity with time note 
in certain provinces of japan buddhism practically absorbed shinto in other centuries but in izumo shinto absorbed buddhism and now that shinto is supported by the state there is a visible tendency to eliminate from its cult certain elements of buddhist origin End of note. buddhism has a voluminous theology a profound philosophy a literature as vast as the sea shinto has no philosophy no code of ethics no metaphysics and yet by its very immateriality it can resist the invasion of occidental religious thought as no other orient faith can shinto extends a welcome to western science but remains the irresistible opponent of western religion and the foreign zealots who would strive against it are astounded to find the power that foils their uttermost efforts indefinable as magnetism and invulnerable as air indeed the best of our scholars have never been able to tell us what shinto is to some it appears to be merely ancestor worship to others ancestor worship combined with nature worship to others again it seems to be no religion at all to the missionary of the more ignorant class it is the worst form of heathenism doubtless the difficulty of explaining shinto has been due simply to the fact that the sinologists have sought for the source of it in books in the kojiki and the nihongi which are its histories in the norito which are its prayers in the commentaries of motoori and hirata who were its greatest scholars but the reality of shinto lives not in books nor in rites nor in commandments but in the national heart of which it is the highest emotional religious expression immortal and ever young far underlying all the surface crop of quaint superstitions and artless myths and fantastic magic there thrills a mighty spiritual force the whole soul of a race with all its impulses and powers and intuitions he who would know what shinto is must learn to know what that mysterious soul in which the sense of beauty and power of art and the fire of heroism and magnetism of loyalty and the emotion of faith have become inherent imminent unconscious instinctive trusting to know something of that oriental soul in whose joyous love of nature and of life even the unlearned may discern a strange likeness to the soul of the old greek race i trust also that i may presume some day to speak of the great living power of that faith now called shinto but more anciently kami no michi or the way of the gods End of chapter 8, part 3